go. So dating and marriage. Okay, more so dating than marriage. All right. Of course, it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Month. So we're going to take the month. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Listen, I'm stuck with, never mind. Oh, she's not here. I'm stuck with that thing. <laughs> I'm joking. Hey, hey, Brandy. I love you, baby. I was telling them how fantastic you are. <laughs> hey, listen. So I recognize something today. Put that down, please. How many of you have a Facebook friend that just absolutely drives you crazy, but you can't get rid of them because you just know that you just can't do it? Instagram friend, grandma, <laughs> me. How many of you am I that person? <laughs> um, listen, so I finally, I've got this friend at work, and I just had to delete her. I don't, I don't like hide people. I don't do that thing where you unfollow people. I just delete you. To me, that's much more simple. And I don't know. I don't know if that works out better or not. But I deleted her. And things have been so much more peaceful since I deleted her in my own heart, in my mind. You know, she's this person that you scroll through Facebook and you see that she posted and you know for the goodness of your own heart that you should just keep on scrolling, but you stop and read the post and it makes you so angry anyways, right? And you read every one of them and it just makes you so mad reading their posts. No. <laughs> her name's, no, I'm not going to say her name because I did a podcast. She's not my friend on Facebook anymore. So she's going, no. Listen. So I saw this girl at work today, and I passed by her, and she said, hey, Chris, and I was like, hey, how you doing? And I realized at that moment that we have an actual decent relationship because we don't have a Facebook friendship. Back when we had a Facebook friendship, it was all jacked up. We weren't very good friends. We, we were not good Facebook friends. That's how I came up with that idea. I can put up with her in person, but not on Facebook. Gets on my nerves, right? Anybody else? So here's the thing. Here's why I tell you that story, because we're talking about dating, and tonight we're going to talk about community, right? So everybody say community. community. What I mean by community, listen to me, what I mean when I say community is the people around you, right? Your friends, that's your community. Your youth pastor, that's your community. Your parents, your church family, those are the, that's the community around you, right? So I titled the message, Community is Important. Open up to Hebrews chapter 10. So here's the thing that I learned from diagnosing that friendship as a bad friendship on Facebook. Having this kind of observance in our friendships is important because friendships are important. You got that? Listen, understanding, being observant of your friendships, it's important things to take uh, care of those things, to take notice of those things because your friendships are important. Your friends at school, they are important to you, 
Whether you like it or not, whether you see it or not, your friendships at school, they develop who you are, right? So for example, um, my, one of my real good friends, Trey, a lot of you have heard me talk about Trey. Some of you have met Trey. Some of you have played Xbox with Trey, right? Um, listen, I would not be the same person today if it weren't for my friendship with Trey growing up, Right? So, for example, for example, I have um, the this passionate thing within me for all the racism crap going on in the world, and it absolutely breaks my heart because my best friend is black. Right? So you see how that developed a piece of character within me, right? Uh, something else about Trey. Trey is prob- probably the most caring um, person that I know. And that developed me in high school from middle school where I was this little punk making fun of people and picking on people and hurting people's feelings. As mine and Trey's friendship got stronger, I saw how Trey took care of people, how Trey didn't make fun of people. It didn't matter how cool you were at school or not. Trey loved those people. And I become, became a more caring individual because of my friendship with Trey. So you see how Trey played an important role in my life. Each one of you have friends that play an important role in your life. And here's the problem with dating. When you date so often, you lose your friends. You, you just toss your friends because they don't matter anymore because it's all about her. It's all about him. And, and you lose the, these key individuals in your life and you stop developing who you were meant to be by God. See, here's the thing. God created you for community. God created you for friendships. God created you to bond with different kinds of people that look different, that act different, that smell different, that they're different ages, they're different, they're male and female, all different peoples in your, in your life. But when you start dating, for whatever reason, we think that those people don't matter anymore. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, Right? So, like, this is instantly uncomfortable because all the couples that left, except for Gage and Amber, congrats for being that couple. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no date, Megan. <laughs> all right, listen, here's the big idea. Let me read this to you. God created you for community and not just community with the person you are dating. God or community allows us to grow closer to God and to bring accountability to our relationships. Hebrews 10, verse 24. If you've got a Bible, open up. Hebrews 10, verse 24. If you've got a pen or a highlighter, get ready. Here we go. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Verse 25, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for this day. I thank you for this time together, God. I thank you for friends, God. God, I thank you for placing each one of these students in my life, God, because this is my community. 
And I thank you for that. And God, I pray, Lord, that as we dig into your word right here, God, that you would open up our hearts and open up our minds to, to allow you to pour your love and, and your grace and your word into our hearts. And, and God, I pray, Lord, that we would learn something from this message and that we would leave here better than the way that we came. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. All right. Here we go. How many of you have ever seen a friend? had a friend, um, start dating a dude or dating a girl, and all of a sudden they are like non-existent in your life. Anybody? Raise your hand if you've seen that before. Absolutely. Every single one of us has seen that before. So here's the thing. Subsequently, they stop hanging out with or communicating with their true friends, right? Because all, all their time's got to be spent with Brandy. Guys, guys hang out with Brandy all the time. I'm just going to pick on Brandy because it keeps me from picking on Amber and Gage, which is uncomfortable, all right? So uh, Brandy and Cherie are my punchlines tonight, <laughs> right? Um, see, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is not healthy, okay? Write this down. If you're, if you're taking notes, write this down. This is not healthy. Number one, this is not healthy for your friendships, Obviously. Like, can we agree that if I stop talking to my friends, we're not really going to be as close to friends anymore, right? Like, that's how that thing works. If you're going to be close friends, you kind of have to communicate together. Do you ever talk to your not close friends? Exactly, because they're not your close friends, right? So you don't talk to them. Whenever we start, look, she's like, I thought you were going to call him Brandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, it's important for our friendships, but not only that, this is important to understand for, for your dating partners. Like, this is important for you to understand as far as the girlfriends and boyfriends, like stimulating one another. Right there in verse 24, it says, and let us consider, underline this, how to stimulate one another. Right? Like that's, what, that's what scripture says. And that means when it says stimulating one another, it's about pushing each other. It's about encouraging each other to follow Christ with, with our choices. Listen, it, it's about uh, lifting each other up uh, when it comes time to make that hard decision on whether or not I'm going to give myself to that person. Don't you think that decision's a little bit easier if you've got a brother in Christ that will stick with you no matter what you do? And they say, listen, you don't want to do that because, because God saved that thing for one person and you want to give that thing to that one person. Listen, I've told, I've told you guys so many times, man, I've, I've, I gave that thing to one other person other than Brandy. Right? We all know what we're talking about here. And it absolutely, and you think, a lot of people would think, okay, that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. You, so you've been with two people. That, that's really good, Pastor Greg. 32 years, two people. You've got a pretty good track record going, no, God created that thing for Brandy, and I gave that thing to someone because I was too weak, right? You see that? Where if I would have had a friend, right? If we have friends to say, no, Chris, don't do this, man. Like, stay strong, don't do it. If we have friends that say, hey, listen, that party's not the best thing for you. Why don't you come over? We'll hang out. We'll play Xbox. We'll, you know, we'll do something else instead of you going and getting drunk and getting, you know, arrested because you're underage drinking. Right? 
Or, or like my real life story of getting too drunk and the, my friends being afraid of getting caught and them saying, hey, let's dump him off on the side of the road. See, that's where fake friends get you. Listen, like, like our community is important. It's, in, it's important. Get this. It's impossible to stay strong without, number one, a strong community, strong friends around you, a strong network around you, right? Like, listen, some of y'all think that, um, you know, it's weird to be close to your youth pastor. I'm like twice your age. I was driving when some of you were born. I was graduated from high school when some of you were born, Right? But listen, it can go a long way having a strong relationship with your youth pastor or with your youth pastor's wife or one of the leaders. Like, like girls, it goes a long way to be close to Melinda and be close to Brandy and Cherie so that you can shoot them a text and say, hey, I'm struggling with this thing. I can't tell you how many times teenage boys will come to me and be like, Chris, I'm struggling with, with wanting to have sex. I had one recently that came to me and said, Chris, I'm struggling with pornography. That goes a long way, man, because I'm your community. It makes it a lot easier. The author here is writing, listen, to a community whose initial attraction to Christ was in danger of eroding. So like, like the people of Hebrews, right? I mean, these people, they, they were resorting back to the Levitical law. They were resorting back to the, essentially the Old Testament way of living, even, even though we have Jesus at this point, even though he, there, there's a new way to heaven, there's a new sacrifice that can cover it all. They were all resorting back to that old way of living. And, and the writer here is urging them to go back. But, but there was one issue, right? And here's the issue they were letting go of their tight-knit communities they were letting go of their youth ministries maybe they had a boyfriend that didn't go to church and instead of coming to youth ministry or inviting that boyfriend to church because you know maybe you think it's kind of a loser thing to do you go and hang out with that boyfriend instead of coming to church they were doing that and they were losing their community. They were losing their friendships. They were becoming weaker and weaker and weaker. Right? You see that? I see this all the time in teenagers. You're sold out to youth. Man, every one of you, every single one of you that's been coming here, I've seen at some point in time, you're completely sold out. <laughs> I mean, just completely all out for God. Right? Like every one of you have gone through that phase. You come and you go and you come and you go. And, you know, it's this cyclical thing. uh, But you're completely engaged to youth group, right? You're completely engaged to your friends. You've got a strong network around you. You've got a strong community around you. Important relationships that lift you up. Then you start dating. Then you start falling in love. Oh. Everybody, everybody. Aww. Some dude slides into your DMs. <laughs> and you melt. <laughs> or you send your youth pastor a weird Snapchat saying this dude's sliding into my DMs. <laughs> we laugh. Listen, we laugh. 
We laugh, but it really happens. It's almost as if teenagers believe, um, get this, teenagers actually believe, I'm convinced that you teenagers believe that you are married once you start dating. See, here's the thing, here's the problem. Our culture has told you what it looks like to be dating. Our culture has told you what it looks like to be serious in a relationship, and you've completely bought into that. So the minute that you start dating, you lose focus of your friends, you lose focus of church, you lose focus of school, and you're completely bought into that relationship. And here's what that looks like. You have to know exactly where that person is at all times. Right? Uh, Okay, like, let's let's test this. Let's tell, am I in that relationship? Where are you? Right? Like 16 years old, where are you? What about this? What about this? You must, um, you must constantly be together. <laughs> but I really want to go hang out with the guys. Well, b- no. Like, like, it's my night. We're going out on a date, right? Okay, sweetheart. What about this? Here, here's a good one. Here's a good one. You feel that it is your place to demand her phone whenever you want and look through it to see who she's been talking about to. Right? Right? See, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's as if you've given your life to that problem, and there's one, there's one issue, there's one kind of big problem with this whole mindset that teenagers are having with young people they're having in their dating relationships, and that big problem is the Bible, <laughs> right? Like it's the Bible. The Bible tells us that that's not biblical, Like, for example, if you look in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, look it up sometime. It says, man and woman leave their mothers and come together. They leave their fathers and they come together as one. And at that point in time, God's saying this is what marriage looks like. He doesn't say this is what it looks like to be a boyfriend. Listen, boys, if you think that you actually have some sort of ownership of that girl, no. <laughs> Listen, I cannot wait for Emerson to start dating. Actually, I can. <laughs> right? Because here's the thing. The minute that she starts dating, that boy better recognize that she is mine <laughs> until I agree to walk her down the aisle and give her to him. <laughs> right? Like, get, the, get this, Savannah starts dating a guy. Here, here's something that he must understand. Savannah belongs to Rob. That's right, right? Listen, we, we feel like we have this entitlement over our boyfriends and girlfriends, and it causes us to have this massive gap in all the other relationships, and that's not biblical. That's why you have such unhealthy uh, dating relationships, man. That's why it's unhealthy. It's, I, I truly believe with all my heart, I, I have absolutely no problem with people dating. You would actually be surprised at all the youth pastors, all the pastors that believe, no, you should not be dating if you're in high school. It leads to temptation. It leads to this. Listen, to me, um, if you date right, it leads to healthy marriages. 
right? Like, boys, if you respect a young lady, if you learn how to respect a girl in her body when she's in high school, you're going to respect your wife with everything you got. Like, girls, if you learn to be strong in your body for who you are, not according to what Victoria's Secret says you should be or what any of these magazines say you should be, if you learn to respect your body and be strong in your body for who you are and who God created you to be, you're going to learn to be a strong woman one day. Right? Listen, listen, I I seem like I'm yelling at you. I seem like maybe I'm angry about this, but I'm passionate about this. Because I see girls and and I see boys all the time and they're just broken, man. And and they're broken because they bought into what society says they should be instead of what the Word of God says you should be. And this 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 is how it happens, man. Look at this. Here's the scary part. Here's the rough part. Look at this, verse 25. Hebrews 10, verse 25. Aren't y'all glad we're only doing two verses tonight? Amen. Amen. Verse 25. It says, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some. Look at this. You see, the, the scary part is that you buy into this relationship and you toss your friends, the ones that stimulate the, you, the ones that encourage you to follow Christ, the ones that encourage you to be a better person, the ones that, that they played a key role in developing who you are. You get rid of your community, and when things don't work out between you and your, your boyfriend or you and your girlfriend, you have, listen to me, you have nowhere to go. Because you've ditched your friends. You find out that, man, Brandy's all I got. Right? I mean, I mean, picture me and Brandy being in high school dating. And, and I've just deserted all my friends. Trey is nothing to me now. Um, all, all the people around me, I, I've given up on my youth ministry. I've given up on my youth pastor. I don't communicate with him. He doesn't have a clue what's going on in my life. And me and Brandy break up, and I have nowhere to go. Like, what, what, ha- what now? Like, what do I do at this point? Right? Like, you have no one to turn to. You have no one to lean on. Listen, a couple of weeks ago, we were leaving church, and um, <laughs> I was telling Carson to go tell Miss Christy bye. Like, she had, they, were, they had done something, and I said, Carson, go tell Miss Christy bye and thank you. And he stopped where he was, and he turned at me, and y'all, y'all know how Carson talks, and he said, why you always make me say bye and thank you? <laughs> like, he yelled at me, right? You see, here, here's the thing. Carson's one of those kids, like, I'm ready to go home and sit on the couch. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people. Anybody else? I'm good. I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> right? Carson wants to play Xbox. Watch his, watch his iPad. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Listen to this. The Greek word right here for assembling. It says, not forsaking our own, assembling together. Um, the Greek word for assembling is actually ho. Right? Go ahead. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> Listen, that word actually means, listen, that word actually means come together. So, so listen, 
when he, what he's saying here is saying, listen, stop forsaking the coming together of the people around you. In other words, stop pushing people away. Like, like, stop pushing those people that are so important to your life. Stop getting rid of them. Stop pushing them away. Listen, you're reverting to this old lifestyle. You're reverting to this previous way of living. But listen, now you've got Jesus Christ. Now you've got grace. Now you've got salvation. So stop pushing those people away because you're reverting back to that old life. And here, this is what happens when you get too serious in your relationships that you start pushing people away. You start pushing, uh, it starts with your, usually it starts with us. You start pushing Pastor Chris away. I don't care what he has to say. All he's going to say is negative things about my relationship because it's not pleasing God and that doesn't make me feel good. So, so I'm ditching Pastor Chris. And then suddenly you're, you're pushing your parents away. Then you're pushing the youth leaders away. And then before you know it, you've pushed every single friend in your life away and all you have is that person. Right? Look. It involves coming together with a common purpose. That's what the author is saying here. He's saying, listen, assemble together, come together, but don't just come together for the sake of coming together. Come together with a common purpose. It means uh, that we take service. We take what we do here, this bond that we have in this room, and we don't forget about it when we go to school. We live it out in our lives. We take it to our relationships at school. We take it to our relationships at home. See, what starts happening is you start getting closer to God and you start gaining some sort of discernment in the decisions that you make and suddenly you're, you're in a situation where you need to make a decision. Am I going to drink that drink or am I not going to drink that drink? Am I going to say that thing or am I not going to say that thing? Am I going to let my anger control me or am I going to control my anger and love people like Christ loved people? And because you've come together, because you've built that community, because you've reverted back to Christ, there's strength there and there's a discernment there and you say, no, this doesn't glorify God, so I'm going to make this decision. But see, when you push everybody out, you can't do that because you're leaning on Cherie, right? Listen, the authors told us what not to do here. He says, listen, not forsaking our own assembling together. Like, like don't get rid of the people around you, but look what he says. He, he starts encouraging us. He says, not forsaking our, our own assembling together as is habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. In other words, he says, listen, stop pushing people away, and instead of doing that, encourage each other. Hey, what happens if, um, if, you see, uh, if I see Jed pushing people away, and I see Jed leaning on Cherie too much, and I see Jed just getting rid of the community, and, and I know this is different because they're married, but assume they're dating, me and Jed's friends in high school, and he's deserting all those things. What happens when I go to Jed and I say, Jed, man, I love you, and I care about you, and I want to be your friend, so stop pushing me away. Like, you think that's going to make a difference in Jed's life? Heck yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to make a difference. 
Because Jed's going to understand, hey, man, someone cares about him. And Jed matters to somebody. It, it means to strengthen one another. He's saying, man, and lift each other up. Pray for each other. When you see each other having a bad day, just pray for each other. Give each other a hug sometimes. Say, listen, I know you're having a rough day, but, but I'm praying for you. I care about you. Right? See, here's the thing. God created us for community. When you get rid of community for a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you're getting rid of your natural instinct from God. You get rid of your support system. Look, here, here's the application. One sentence. Don't isolate yourself. Like, stop isolating yourself. It's not a good relationship. It's not a strong relationship. Just because you spend 24-7 with your girlfriend or your boyfriend doesn't mean it's a strong relationship if you have nothing else around you. Don't isolate yourself. Instead, embrace community. Embrace your friends. Make sure your friends mean something to you. Hey, man, even take a Friday night and don't hang out with your girlfriend. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, go to the movie with some guys. Go to the movie with some girls, man. Like, stop deserting your friends. Stop getting rid of your community. There's more important things. Listen, I'm going to drop a bomb on you that, that's going to blow your mind, and, and you're going to hate me for it. But whatever relationship you're in right now, most likely isn't going to work out forever. <laughs> it's encouraging, right? You feel the love, Amber and Gay. This is probably not going to work out. <laughs> it might. Some people do. At my previous church, we had a, a couple. They helped with youth. Greg and, and Cherie, actually, was her name. And um, they've been married for, I don't know, like 30 years, hasn't it? Something like that. 25, 30 years. They've been together since high school. I've got a friend. Her name's Brittany. Right? She's married to a guy named Richie. They were dating in high school. Sometimes it works out, but I'm here to tell you most times it doesn't. Right? So don't desert your friend. Don't get rid of your friends. Your friends matter. They mean something to you. They help develop who you are. Don't get rid of your church community. Don't push off your youth pastor. Don't push off your youth leaders, man. Because they mean something to you, whether you know it or not. And anytime you're struggling, man, we're here because we love you. We're here, we're willing to have uncomfortable conversations. <laughs> we're here to, to guide you and, and to help lead you somewhere towards success. We're going to try our best. But we can't do that if you push us away. Right? Like, like girls, you say, I wish I had someone to talk to. I, I can't talk to Pastor Chris. He's a guy. He doesn't get it, right? Melinda can't help you if you've pushed her away. Like Brandy can't help you if, if you refuse to talk to her. Like if, if Cherie has no idea what's going on in your life, there's no way Cherie can help you. And God's the same with me and Jed and Rob and, and Pastor Rocky. Or even each other, man. You'd be surprised the difference it can make in some of you younger guys' life if you just went and said, hey, Scott, can I talk to you for a second? Right? 
Because I guarantee you, I, I know Scott well enough. I know Scott's heart enough that he's going to look at you and be like, all right, let's talk. <laughs> he may not have the answers. He's going to listen, though. Right? Support each other. Be there for each other. It matters. Amen? Everybody lock up. If you don't know, we lock up arms. It's the end of service. We're family. Does anybody want to close this in prayer? Anybody? You don't have to. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this message, God. I thank you for our friends and our community around us. God, Lord, I pray that these students would apply this message to their lives, God. I pray, Lord, that they would take it home with them, God, and that they would just, just take it in. God, that they would seek guidance, that they would meditate on, on this word tonight. God, that they would evaluate their relationships tonight. When they go to school tomorrow, God, that they would evaluate where they are with their friends, where they are with their teachers, where they are with their, their peers, their family. God, and where they are with their girlfriends and boyfriends. And God, I pray that you would help them to see that they need more than just that girlfriend and boyfriend in their life. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just give them strength, give them guidance, give them courage, God, because it takes courage. It takes courage to live for you in this society that they're living in, in the culture that they are going through right now, God. It takes courage and it takes strength. And God, I pray that you would just pour out all the courage and strength in the world on them. God, that they would reach for you and that they would look to you, God, and, and, and that we as leaders would be there to support them when those tough times come, when those tough decisions get here, God, that they could look to us and we would have the wisdom to guide them. Lord, I pray that you would just help us to minister to someone in the way that we talk and the way that we act and the way that we carry ourselves this week, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring us back for Sunday morning. God, as we, as we start these new Bible studies, God, that we would grow closer together and closer to you. And it's